one of the answers, Anchor the Anger Man show for August 4th, 2021. How's it going? How's it going? It's already August 2021, and then I ran out of things to watch. <laughs> I'm finally checking out the Olympics after, you know, just completely skipping out, you know, the first week of it. Now we're in the second week, and then it's about to wrap up in like four or five days or so by the time you hear this. It's like three quarters way through, right? And then, I don't know, it's like, I talked about this a few times, why nobody's watching Olympics anymore, but especially this year. You know, I think, you know, I've been calling it, and some other people call it too, the, instead of the summer games, it's the fucking bummer games, you know. You know, it's so, it's, it's just so not in the mood for things, you know. But then, I, I think, finally this week, I finally got around to, you know, catch some of the coverages, and then... America, it's already a dog shit watching Olympics with NBC, Comcast, Universal doing it. I'm not going to get into the minutiae of it, but basically, I cannot find things live or be able to watch it on demand. You know, be able to watch it live real time, although they've gotten better at it. And some of the things they put behind the paywall, like the USA basketball team, for once it's some competitive tournament because the USA team sucks, you know, compared to the rest. So I'm like, oh, I want to watch it live. And then uh, I'm just, oh, it's behind the paywall. And in Canada, because you're in a border city, you can catch some CBC coverage here and there off of the antenna or off of your cable. And CBC, for their ratings reasons, just put the you know parts of the basketball game live on their main free channel. And in America, you can't watch, you can't watch that shit live on your main NBC network. And all that stuff. It's it's all the greed. It's the whole the corporate bullshit. And then, you know, it's it's the continuation of it. Oh, it's a cord cutter. No, fuck that. It, like even before all these OTT, Peacock, Netflix, all that happened, NBC was always doing this shit, if, especially for overseas things. You know, so I'm just like I'm fed up with it, which is why I don't want to even put more money and more of my ratings and my time to this like fucking corrupted international game, you know. So, but then I just go, you know what? Sports fan gonna be sports fan, <laughs> and you know NBA finals ended, and then the free agency expansion draft and all that kind of like died down in both NHL and the NBA after the first couple of days. I'm like, you know, what? fuck it, I'll just watch it here and there, and then. You know, and then it's awfully weird, again, watching the sporting event without any crowd. It's like going backwards. But then again, as you're hearing this in the beginning of the August of 2021, you know, the Delta variant is everywhere, and then the mask mandates are coming back, which, you know, I said, why was it done away with to begin with? We're still in a fucking pandemic. So I was still wearing masks, you know. Just go like it, it was a no brainer for me, and then I just got tested again just in case, and then I'm negative, thankfully. And also, I'm still getting tested, I'm still like wearing masks. Do I double mask like I did before? No, I'll be honest, but you know, I still wear it, you know, even though I'm microchipped and all that shit. But there's that, and then you know, back so watching this sporting event, which shouldn't be happening. You know, but they had to do it out of the necessity with a contract and the obligation of the greed and then the money for the sport content that they had to, you know, give to NBC. So they had to run this fucking game. I mean, you know, so I I have like mild amount of interest because there's nothing else really going on. 
But at the same time, I just go all these international events, including the FIFA World Cup to a degree and the Euro. I just go like, fuck this. Like, I, I hate this national competition at this point. It was such a cool thing when the world wasn't so globalized and so well connected. It's like watching the All-Star game. It's like, it was so cool, you know, seeing all these like stars come into one, you know. But then now, like, you can watch every game at every country everywhere, you know, whatever content being available, whatever sport, you know, if you want to try. I don't find it that fascinating. So even the narratives are trying to push, you know, whatever the highlight athlete is, you know, picking the American example is like, oh, it's Michael Phelps or, you know, Nassian Lukian or something. Or in this case, Simone Biles or Usain Bolt before. Simone Biles, like, she didn't have to, like, be here, but... Otherwise, who really is an American Olympic hero? Canada has more Olympic heroes than Simone Biles just for America. Can you name somebody, you know? So, she didn't have to come back. And then because of the pandemic, she had to delay the whole thing and come back. You know? And, you know, this is basically her ride off into the sunset. And I have absolutely no problem what she did with the whole, you know, whole, you know, mentally... She's having the yips or the twisties, they call it in the gymnastics. Yips, you, you don't know, that's a golf term for like, oh, you can't fucking putt, you know, that kind of thing. You're just having yips, and then you just like, you just choke it. Twisties for the gymnast is like, yo, like, just don't got it. So, you do, doing those high bars and shit at that level, you could crack your neck at any moment, you know, despite all the padding and all that. And while she's 24, which is older for a gymnast age. But then, with respect to the rest of her life, it's like, dude, she didn't, she can't even get a full rental car right now because she's not 25. And you're telling her to go through all this shit when she already achieved? You know, and then all these knucklehead, mouth-breathing morons out there, they're like, what a loser. She's a quitter. And I'm not the only one who's saying this, probably, and especially as a sports fan. You know, like Naomi Osaka pulled out, you know, all the mental health and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, like, we need to talk about that. And then, like, yes, the, 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 the Neanderthal sports fan, conservative, usually Republican view is like, what kind of wuss out is this? You know, do you not love this country? Dude, uh, Simone Biles has nothing more to prove. Tell that shit to all the other American athletes who are not black, who fucked up and never meddled properly. You know, couple examples. Number one, Bodie Miller, 06, Torino Olympics. All the hype, all the Nike hype that they, they threw at Bodie. What the fuck did he get? He fucking choked out and then and in Vancouver he came back after all the hype. I think it was like bronze or silver. He never medaled in a gold. Who's the other one? Lolo Jones, the virgin track hero from Louisiana. What the fuck did she get out of it? And then she switched to bobsled. And then she just like, you know, doing all this shit. You know, like they deserve the criticism for not you know, making it through. Not Simone Biles. Simone Biles fucking won. She has nothing else to prove. I'm surprised that she came back, but then the economics of it, finances of it, USA Gymnast, you know, gymnastics organization, and then the rest of the USOC, I get it. Like, this Olympics already in the shitter. There is nothing to look forward to. She's the hero. And then she's the main character. She didn't have to come back. And she's... And then all this immense pressure to come back for no reason. And then tell her to go break a fucking neck. Especially when you're like isolated and all that shit. That's fucked up, bro. You know? So good for her. 
And then she won bronze medal when she came back for the very last event. And then now there was also some like some uh, news outlet saying that oh she couldn't take her you know ADD medicine, you know Adderall and all that, which is banned in Japan. But then now they're saying oh for the Olympic athletes, for the foreigners, they think they got the exception. So it's like there's that. So she, I think she was able to take her, you know, mental health, you know, medication. But you know. Even if you're mentally kind of there, like physically, she's just like, dude, I'm not there. I'm going to fall. I could fall off and fucking snap my neck. I'm like, I wouldn't do it either. And then like some of you say, oh, but she took somebody else's spot. It's like, dude, what? who else? There are always alternates ready for some shit like gymnasts. So, you know, there's that. Uh, I, I, I don't knock her one bit. Only thing I'll say about, especially people like Naomi Osaka and then like Simone Biles pulling out, it's great bringing awareness, like mental health, it matters, you know. Uh, I would like some something more like concrete, constructive or like displayable image or something. You know, we could kind of like actually fairly assess mental health and the injury like we do with the actual physical injuries you know the shit that i hate in hockey nhl is like upper body injury lower body injury it's like where upper is it and then they gotta like nfl does a good job actually like explaining all the injuries now the reason that they're also doing that is for us the degenerate gamblers because we gotta know all the info and the transparency but you know like you gotta do the same. NHL needs to get out of that funk, you know, being the old boys club or like all that. I talked about that last week, but you know, it's also for the mental health. Like, hey, it's their business, HIPAA and all that shit. But I just go like, well, if they're truly fighting for the cause for the mental health and then letting people know, hey, they're normal people. I would like them to, you know, they're talking more and more about it, which is great. But I would like to see some like IR report, the injury report kind of thing going forward. You know, Kyrie Irving, for example, for the NBA starts just ditching and then shows up on parties. And then, like it's for he's having mental whatever. And then I just go, all right, then I would like to get that transparency, which would not only help the gamblers, but actually furthering along the conversation of mental health and then do all that stuff like. How, why can't we like we do for like Tommy John surgery for your elbow, you know MCL, ACL, you know LCL, you know normal people can't fucking sprain their knees too. So why can't we get that you know that level for the highest tip top physically gifted athletes and mentally strong athletes, and then you know maybe it becomes the sp- sports psychology mental health to be kind of. You know, come together because, you know, all of us, especially now, globalized, connected, on all the time. You know, like I talked about in the beginning of it. I think it's important to talk about, hey, sports psychology and mental health be kind of be more transparent and be applied to the normal society and everyday, you know, beings of it. Am I, like, equating myself to be, like, Tom Brady or Simone Biles? No, I'm not saying that. But then if there are going to be medical advances made for physical injuries like we have had for, like, knee surgeries or you know joint surgeries or any other brain trauma you know we should probably have the same you know for the better of the society for the mental health and then i would like the conversation to further along that way so we don't just like you know claim victory and say you go naomi you go simone and then be like good for you walking away and then i'll be like well i would like you know some lessons learned from it aside from hey we talked about it declare victory no i tip top shape athletes 
Like there, we we're already talking about physical aspects of it. Let's talk about the mental specificity of it. That would be my only suggestion. Um, and then, you know, whatever best available possible, and then you know whatever resource possible. It doesn't have to be like formal injury. We will need that system at some point, right? Hey, Kyrie, why did you really Kyrie Irving? Why did you really walk away from this shit? You know all that stuff. You know maybe podcasts are that kind of avenue that like. Especially in a connected that we, the world that we live in today, it becomes a good narrative starting point. And then you know more and more athletes and celebrities are coming out talking about it in a you know audio forum like this. But you know we need to advance. And then in a, in order to advance and get better as society and be healthier in general, I would like to see some details <laughs> and gamble properly. But then you know that's secondary tertiary. Um. I don't know. I, I I burned all that time this week talking about fucking Olympics, bummer, bummer games, uh, and then the Simone Biles, I guess. But uh, I guess uh, I want to dedicate. You know, it's kind of pivoting off of that. I want to talk about this month. You know, aside from the Q and A anniversary episode that's gonna come in about three weeks, I think. Uh, I want to cover this month my favorite athletes. Uh, because <laughs> oh my god, BK, you're going into the sports topic. I'm going to tell you, you know, I think this is good. I'm going to just take five minutes talking about my favorite athletes in different different disciplines and sports. Uh, is it Tom Brady, BK, because it's his birthday the time you record this? No, no, I no. Uh, my first one that I'm going to say, Tom Brady may be part of it because I come around to it, but I don't want to re-agitate, you know, just reiterate what other people say. Uh, the first athlete that I'm going to go over, it's very hard for me to pick. It'll be Jimmy Butler in the NBA. Now, Jimmy Butler is now going to play with the longtime Toronto Raptor, Kyle Lowry. Uh, we'll miss him. We. I can't believe I said we. I said do not say we, but then, you know, maybe I'm getting old now. So I'm just, like, getting sentimental. Uh, Jimmy Butler has been one of my favorite basketball players since, like, 2013. And, you know, Chicago Bulls, that's where he started. He played at Marquette. Um, his history is very interesting. Uh personal life of it you know going through you know the foster foster home was it and then raised by a single mom and then like don't know his dad and then there's a whole conspiracy theory about how michael jordan <laughs> is jimmy butler's dad and all that stuff uh, but then um but i always like jimmy butler because uh there's a whole thing that when he played for so many teams he's on the miami heat now getting big bucks great for him before that uh philly sixers Minnesota Timberwolves and the Bulls, obviously. And then uh, he really came into the view because I thought, hey, when Derrick Rose was really a thing a decade ago, and then Derrick Rose was that explosive point guard, there's this other guy that's been really great as a tandem, which I thought was Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler. And then he was really rising, and then I really found his haircut funky and cool, and then my hair was kind of like that too, not being a black man. But I just I just thought he, he had that unique you know, vibe, that it was very interesting. And then he went to the Minnesota Timberwolves. There was, like, that was a stacked team, supposedly, with Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, uh, you know, all that. But then the team completely flopped uh, after kind of being competitive with Jimmy Butler. And then Jimmy Butler got shipped off to the Sixers. And then the, the Wolves just, like, completely fell apart. And then the rumor is that Jimmy Butler... Being a competitive guy that he is, like, always bitched out at all the high, highest paid players on that team, which is Cat, KAT, Anthony Towns, and then uh, Andrew Wiggins. And he was right. Come to the Sixers, 
you know, and then they played a competitive game series, you know, against the Raptors in 2019 playoffs, and he lost. But he always called out, you know, fucking Ben Simmons, which I talked about like three weeks ago at this point, how to fix Ben Simmons. And then he said, this ain't a playoff team, this ain't a winning team. This guy always keeps it real, and then he calls out. And then, you know, and then when he is in the, when he, he then moved on from the Sixers that year, got max paid. I can't believe the Sixers didn't keep him, but then I think Jimmy Butler wasn't going to come back with Ben Simmons on the team, which I completely understand. They gave all that max money to another player. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Tobias Harris instead of Jimmy Butler, and then Jimmy Butler went to Miami. And then, uh, and then he went to Miami and then the bubble league last year and somehow got through to the final last championship, you know, year. And then the Lakers won, blah, blah, blah. But Jimmy Butler has one of the historic performances, like putting up gazillion points and buckets, Jimmy Buckets. And not only is he a great scorer, not only is he a competitive athlete, and then not only is he a defensive player, I really like his vibe. It's like, this guy is laser focused and then... You know, I completely understand them. Compared to all the other, you know, athletes who are, like, laser-focused, like Simone Biles or something, and say, I don't got it, I don't got it. I don't know. I, I always found him very fascinating. And then I think, you know, he's a guy that you absolutely want, want to have in a championship-contending team. And then I think Miami Heat, after making it in a bubble league last year, uh, has shown that, you know, he's a valuable guy. But then... He's not LeBron. He's not Kawhi Leonard. He's not, you know, uh, Giannis, you know. And then, so maybe people don't take him as seriously as like, oh, he's not that grade A. He's he's going to be single-handedly putting everyone over the top. And then I'm like, well, he, he doesn't have to be that super max awesome superstar, Kevin Durant or something. He needs a guy like Kevin Durant or anyone else, you know, to compliment him. And then I think I just find that utterly fascinating because he played with, you know, a pretty competitive team in Chicago until Daryl Rose got hurt. Then he got stripped off to the Timberwolves, you know, got paired up with, paired up and teammated with all these, like, you know, top draft picks. But he was absolutely right. These young players like the Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, and on the Sixers like Ben Simmons, Yo, they ain't gonna cut it. Even uh, Joel Embiid to a degree. He ain't gonna cut it. I ain't gonna cut it. I ain't gonna cut it. And then people bitched him out for being so mean. And I'm like, no, if you look at it objectively, Jimmy Butler is absolutely right. And then Jimmy Butler plays both ends of the court, scores and plays great defense. And then, like, how can you hate this guy? I love Jimmy Butler for that reason. And I wish the Raptors would have signed them, you know, if they couldn't get Kawhi Leonard or something. I said... Jimmy Butler, surrounded by the rest of the scoring resource, like the Heat almost beat the Lakers on, like that proves a point that this guy as a center, you know, as a playmaker and the rest of it as a leader is an awesome asset. Uh, You know, I don't know if Jimmy Butler wanted to come to Toronto, but then if I were to build a team around, you know, aside from getting that one Kevin Durant or something, I'm going to burn his ass out 60 minutes a game like he did against the very last game against the Bucks. I'd be like, I want Jimmy Butler and then have all the other complimentary players around him. And then I really, really, you know, you know underneath, I just go, I want to I wanna be proven right. Because Jimmy Butler proved that he was right about the Timberwolves for being shitty 
with the highest paid rookies that do absolutely jack shit and shitty ass Ben Simmons who can't shoot for jack, you know, on the Sixers. Like, they ain't gonna cut it. He was right. And then I want him to prove himself. And then uh, I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Butler. He's my favorite basketball player in the longest time. And then he's very visceral. So he keeps it real. He keeps it on point. I love his style. And then I love his, you know, just communication also. It, 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 I just feel him, you know. <laughs> so that's, that's my, uh, I want to end it on a positive note on there. So thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe in the Apple Podcast, all that stuff. And then uh, tell your friends about it. What, what do you think? Do you, am, I, what, am I crazy for liking Jimmy Butler way too much? Especially if like, I want to build around him. You know? Maybe I am crazy. Email me, aa-show.outlook.com. Email me at aa-show.outlook.com. And then uh, I'll come back with another favorite athlete that I might have next week before we get into the Q&A. That's a good exercise because I really don't have one favorite thing. I just like a little bit of everything. But then... If something really stands out, I really like something. So there's that. Anyways, we'll see you next week. Peace out.